0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular.
1: Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger.
2: Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns.
0: And I am Lauren, a.k.a. OboCrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I am conspicuously not your dungeon master, Obo Crazy. Uh, she was not able to make it for a recording session tonight, but we decided to do something a little different. We have had Ask the DM and Drinks with the DM, and now it is time for Drinks with the players. What? So I now, will let's, do. Let's I go with party with players. Party party with players. I love it. I yeah. love it party All right, with the players so, <laughs> keep the uh, going i, I okay. am drinking a uh, a, co- a concoction of mine it is coke a little bit of cognac actually the last bit of my cognac and some fresh uh whipped cream vodka i am calling this uh uh the cuban misappropriation of funds or the the ill-advised call to taiwan <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Carlton, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Well, it is December, and as my beer
2: says, "Tis the season." Uh, so I'm drinking the Shiner Holiday Cheer, which is—I've lived in Texas for three years now, and this is the first time I've been—I've drank Cheer, and everybody's like, "Oh, you got to drink Shiner Cheer." It's interesting; it tastes—it's uh, made with peaches and pecans, so it's uh, a little fruity and a little nutty.
3: Okay, nice. like, peaches doesn't really, I mean, this isn't really the holiday, but that's fine.
2: I'll save you one for when you come uh, down to okay. July, Jules.
3: Okay, yeah.
0: And uh, and speaking of uh, of people and their drinks,
3: Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Foothill. So I just want to say, I don't drink dark beer. So this is like a really big step for me. But I'm drinking Foothills Brewery, uh, Foothills Brewery that's based out of Winston-Salem, and I'm having their People's Porter, but it's not just any People's Porter. It's their People's Moravian Porter, because we got Moravians in North Carolina, and you guys had to, like, check out this, like, super cool bottle.
2: It's bigger than your head.
3: It's, nice. I'm not drinking – I started this earlier. Like, I started this yesterday, so I've got, like, half a bottle left, but – It's so cute. I guess you'd appreciate it more if you were, like, a kid that grew up with, like, Moravian things being, like, your holiday. Sure. That's, like, what we do. Like, Moravian things are, like – like, if you're a kid in North Carolina and you are in, like, the western portion of the state, there's probably something Moravian about your Christmas. Or if you're a kid in North Carolina and you grew up in a Methodist church, there's probably some Moravian – Moravian about your Christmas so you have like the Moravian buns and you have like the Moravian cookies which are amazing and then you also have like little things like all the spices that go into the cookies magically get put into a beer and it's really damn good.
0: Well going from delicious church things to kind of stale but still holy church things Trevancore what are you drinking tonight?
3: Why are you calling him stale?
0: No, I'm calling the the communion wafers stale.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I love, I'm I sorry love my Catholic
0: we... church, but the snacks suck.
3: I'm sorry that we get melt in your mouth cookies and you get Christ checks. So, fun
1: fact: some of the Eastern Catholic churches actually use uh, leavened bread, as opposed to unleavened bread. So they're not actually wafers; it's more of a thickness. The Ukrainians do. The Molenkare Catholics, however, do not. So it's uh, the Body of Christ tastes specific suspiciously like a wafer. On that on that note, hello enablers. Uh, the vice choice this evening is water, which I know is a bit uninspired, oh, but boo this, you know man. it's a different kind boo. of week, so I figured a different kind of drink. It actually is Crystal Geyser Natural Alpine Spring <laughs> Water by CG Roxanne. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that is a fine, fine vintage.
3: You can vintage get that at your local Costco.
0: As, as much as we're razzing, I do understand the not drinking for reasons. I have had many reasons to not drink recently, and that's that. But like I said, this is sort of a, a special thing. We're not going to do a full episode, and Obo Crazy is still going to edit this. So thanks, Obo Crazy. For yeah, thanks, for Lord. Doing we love you. Us.
3: You love Does she know we just made more work for her?
2: All right, guys, on the count of three, let's all talk over each other for Lauren.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Ready? Ready? One, right. two, three. Oh, uh, my, my God. God. So, so, well, the, yeah, the thing happened is, and Banner, Banner, we are all like, in oh, my God, to look, to look a at the driver's And then
2: I killed her. I was like,
1: oh, God, and yes. Ideas, we and I just loved my fighter. Like that, and we, and, that. and then we texted each other. All right. That was excellent. All right. Great. Best of luck, Lauren.
0: But I figured one thing that we could do while we were all here, we could – Maybe if if you've got anyone uh you're talking to on texts or other messages, if they've got questions for us real quick. But honestly, uh I kinda wanted to get some some discussion going, just some quick stuff about everyone here's D and D journey. Like we've all come from a bunch of different places. Uh when we first started over a well, shit, two years ago?
1: Yeah.
3: Doing that. Two, years two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're in yeah. our second year. So That's right. like a so year too. and a half.
0: We, we're all, I don't care what your experience was before this. At this point, everyone here is an experienced player, but we came from different places. So, um, uh, and it's been a while since we sort of talked about this. I, I think one thing to do is just kind of like talk about our characters a little bit more mechanically for those who might be curious. Uh, I know people know our races and they generally have an idea of, of what we are now but maybe where we came from. So let's start off with uh with Travancore since he was last to say his drink we'll give him the first shot at 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 talking about the the creation of Travancore and and maybe some of the interesting experiences in the obta- the obtaining of some of his abilities.
1: Okay, uh it sounds like a pretty broad mandate uh so Travencore started off as sort of a cookie-cutter um, Archer character um, for this uh, live D&D game we had planned for uh, for Glip, as a side event to Glip Shark. Um, so we did a charity auction, uh, I think it was two years ago, uh, where the players were different, and one person actually won a chance to play with us. It was me, Jonathan, our friend, dear friend Izzy, and uh, the fourth gentleman who doesn't I, I want to say
0: it was Maggot something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I-, I think David is his name, actual name? Right. That sounds about right. I apologize. I mean, I've met him multiple times at this point, and I'm sure he's going to give me shit the next time I see him at uh at RTX. But, so, I just named him Sterling Mallory, and I made him sort of, like, the version of Archer. I think if it was a one-off character, I just I thought it'd be funny to play him as as Archer, like Archer. Like, I lowered my voice, started talking like John Benjamin, and drinking a lot, and uh, just being a sarcastic jackass. And, uh, once I realized it was going to be an evolving character, like, I, I renewed, I used the same character for our game, the one that we all play together, but once we decided to make it an ongoing thing, I thought, eh, it's kind of a one-note thing, so I decided to start integrating more of my culture, uh, so my family, uh, is from Kerala, which is a, a state in India, specifically the region of Kerala that my family's from is actually called, ba Travancore, that was a kingdom, in, uh, central and southern Kerala, the other part was called Malabar, so that's, like, more the northern part of Kerala. So if you've ever heard of, uh, oh, a Cali- uh, Calicut, or, uh, I forget what it was. Calcutta? No, 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 Calicut, it's a different, uh, place. There's a calico, there's some sort of material that comes from there, I think.
3: Yeah, calico is, a. Uh, it's not just a material, it's, um, it's a it's pattern. Yeah, yeah. So also a cat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, also like a cat. The, the pattern comes from there, so the actual Malayalam name is, uh. Or something like that. I'm sure I'm butchering it because <laughs> we didn't speak that much Malayalam growing up. But I thought it'd be a cool way to sort of bring elements of my culture, my people into the game. So Travancore is foreign. He's from the kingdom of per- per- Perkanam. Perkanam is actually the name of the town that my dad is from in Kerala.
2: Oh, so, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I work in Indian things and notions and sort of make it part of his his differentness. And other parts of it aren't quite Indian at all. Like, Glenmar is not a place in India. It's a combination of Glenside and Brynmar, which are suburbs of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: what drew you to the ranger?
1: What What spoke to you about that particular class? I mean, like, everyone... I say something very unpopular, but I feel like for a lot of people in my generation and young and a little bit younger, the Lord of the Rings movies had just as much impact as the Star Wars movies had to the previous generation. Debate. No, I think that's right.
3: Me. Like yeah, I no, would one hundred percent argue that.
1: Yeah. So on that note, Legolas, I think, seemed like this really cool elfin character. I knew I wanted to go like not human. I wanted to do something a little bit off the beaten path. I didn't want to go full elf because you never you don't go full elf.
3: <laughs> once you go elf you're on the shelf is that what you're trying to uh, say
1: i was
0: okay so you guys help me with this because yeah. we were thinking I, I i was going through this with uh with a friend of mine and we were like once you go drow you never go and then we couldn't think of anything ow yeah i don't no, I, I i don't think
1: there's a good ride there i don't I was...
3: know that there is like yeah no
1: <laughs> yeah so Anyway, like everything else came together. I had like these and I was really bad in the beginning about understanding all the nuances to D&D. It was only a couple of months in that I actually bothered to read all the stuff Lauren sent me, all the research documents so I understood the mechanics of the character. And if you listen to earlier shows, I'm pretty much constantly asking. At one point, Lauren threatened to ban me from the game if I didn't actually do my character sheet. So, Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, that like, I totally remember that. that was like two and I was into feeling play, so too. good
3: about myself because of that.
1: Yeah. And now I've gotten better about it. I actually have a pretty good idea how much money I have. I know what's in my inventory. I'm, I've gotten to be a better player through, I guess, having my hand slapped enough times. And it's it's so much fun to do this. To pour myself into this character, like I see it, not just as a game, but as a form of storytelling. So I approach it kind of as a storyteller. I want. There're things that I I have about my character's backstory. We're seeing some of it with Carlton now in his the current storyline. And you know, at some point I'm hoping to visit that at some point and it'll be interesting to see how how the other characters in the party react to it. Yeah. That'll find out be about. really
0: interesting to see how we react to the thing we're not supposed to know.
3: I what do I Here's the thing. You guys always talk about your backstories coded like i don't fucking know i'm really excited to react to all this shit because there is an advantage to not always paying attention
0: (laughs) (laughs) well this was uh so so that particular reveal was in one of the uh one of the recap episodes or or the recap episode and but that actually so this is a good transition from from jack who did go through some changes we we Provided him with some materials to, to upgrade the ranger, since the ranger started out a little, not quite as powerful, but now is is sort of an equal to the rest of the classes. And so there were some changes there, but I think some of the biggest changes going from some of the earlier versions of Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks to where we are now was actually the character of Bernie, because she grew up, as it were. Or well, actually, no, right. she shrunk. She yeah. shrunk. So what? What kind of? So you started out as a human cleric, and then you decided for the for the serialized version to go to a, a gnome. What were what were some of your thoughts on on that transition?
3: Um. Well, I just so first and foremost, like literally, when we got up there at RTX, not this 2016, but like RTX 2015. That was like the first time I ever played Dungeons and Dragons. Ever. Period. Like I played a lot of World of Warcraft. Like I. God, I even remember my sister had an EverQuest account. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She had EverQuest, and I would sit there, and I don't know why. Like, she had the account because it cost money. And my mom was like, you can pay for it. And I was like, well, with, like, what fucking credit card? I'm in high school. And, like, her boyfriend had, like, bought her, like, the EverQuest gift. I don't fucking know. But so that was, like, a lot of my, like, role-playing experience was, like, online MMORPGs and stuff like that. But uh, so I just – you guys were like, well, who wants to be what in this email, which I was the last to see and the last to reply to. Everybody had taken everything but the cleric. And I just, like, if you know me, I'm not, like – despite just talking about growing up as a Methodist, (laughs) I I mean, like – there's a lot of like religion in my life, but it's not the way a lot of people like normally think about religion because I do a lot of anthropology and I've got a pet Canadian that's Jewish. And like, so I was just sitting there, I was like, fuck, what am I gonna do like with this cleric that's a human? God, that's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> And I was going to make her dragonborn because that just sounded cool. Like, literally, I was like, well, that sounds dragon, whatever, dragon, something. It was dragons. And I was like, I like dragons. And then I realized I'd be a lizard. And I guess that's a little racist towards, like, the lizard people that live underneath the Earth's crust. But I just didn't want to be lizard people. And I like already told Lauren I was going to be lizard people. <laughs> oh, I
0: remember that. No, I remember because we were like, oh, cool. We're going to have a dragonborn
3: cleric. and Yeah. So- and then I tweeted out that I was going to be dragonborn. And I needed a name. <laughs> and somebody suggested, somebody tweeted at me. And they were like, Bernie Burns. And I was like, ha, 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 because of like burning. And I all took me like three days to realize it was definitely a reference to Bernie.
0: To Michael Burns. Michael yes. Bernie Burns. Yes.
3: Um. So I decided her name would be Bernice, Q Burns, because Q is a good... It's a great good,
0: middle initial there.
3: Great middle initial. And then I was reading through the manual.
0: Yeah, because like dragon boards you don't normally associate with clerics. Like... Uh, I am. Neither do you. Yeah, I'm a very mechanical player. Like, I've always, I've always said that my RPG has a lowercase r because I'm all about, like, oh, what stat bonuses am I going to get? What, what other things am I going to get? And I think for, for you to come in and, and suggest that maybe you want to be a dragonborn cleric, that's, that's fresh. That's something that not a lot of people do. And, and still as a, as when you transition from dragonborn to human to to gnome, that's still not a common choice, and I think it's really cool. Uh, I actually had uh, one of our friends, uh, Izzy, who we've mentioned before, mentioned that she thought it was really neat that we got to explore the gnomish part of Waterdeep thanks to your character. So that's really awesome.
3: Yay! No, I just like so I'm like reading through the I true fact. <laughs> The PDF copy of the like entire D like manual, I maybe printed out the whole thing. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't have a bucket of DD books literally sitting five feet away from me with six different books in there. No, no, not at all. I like
3: <laughs> literally used up so much ink on our printer, <laughs> but I was like looking through all the races and I was like, if I was picking a race that like just like literally like leapt out at me, I was like, gnomes. They're the best. They're the fucking best. I, like, really, like, really loved how much they're just, like... It is something that I feel like maybe, like, I have felt in my life, which is, like, I sound like a small child, and I, like... (laughs) I've had, like, I apparently don't look my age, which I guess if you're a girl is great, but also, like, in the working world, like, you get, like, totally underestimated, and I really love this, like, wonderful attitude of, like, they're always fucking with you. Yeah. Always. Always fucking with you. They always, they know they're tiny, and they know you think, they know that even though you know better, you're still going to treat them that way, and they always had. they're always laughing at you like and that's why I just decided like I wanted to play her like that I wanted to have like two things number one she is absolutely 100% certain of her belief it's not faith to her it's it's fact like she's she has no she doesn't she she knows she's a hundred she god exists and she's not a hundred percent sure she cares what form god exists in And then she just she's like utterly confident in her faith. And she's fucking with you all the time. (laughs) She's fucking with you. She's she's obnoxious. She knows you think she's obnoxious and she revels in it. I was like, that's it. She's she's comfortable enough in her faith that she doesn't need to be like showy about it. She's just like, yeah, that's cool. We're fine. And the other thing is is she's like, she's fucking with you. Every single thing she says is fucking with you. So if she's actually serious about something, you better watch the fuck out because you've pissed her off. And I was like, yeah, this this feels right. And so that's that's Bernice.
2: I think that's why she's my little buddy. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Rife with social commentary. She
3: doesn't take your shit.
1: I, and that's,
0: that's a really good attitude to have. Cause again, I think as, as a veteran player, there, there are attitudes I have. Like, I'm like, Oh, well, we can't win this fight. So we might as well not, uh, not even try. And I think one moment that really stood out that, that I got a bunch of feedback on was the moment that Bernie decided to stand up to the Amcarthras and say, no, I am helping this person. You back the fuck off. And I personally, I'm like, Fuck! I'm out of spells. I'm I'm low on health and everything else, and this is not going to end well. No, it but, wasn't going to end well. But you, but but Bernie held her ground, and I think I, I'm going to be honest. It was kind of frustrating uh, in the moment, but I think you looking guys are back,
3: so mad. Oh my well, god! No,
0: I was mad. It was, I was fucking incensed, and but it worked. It totally
3: worked. What I love – what I've loved about, like, Lauren is she – and I think she – I was just – I have a very different logic approaching this game of, like, if this is my, like – I think I have sound fucking logic. I think if Wizards of the Coast were to come talk to me and I was like, A plus B equals C, they'd be like, shit, Julia, A plus B does – (laughs) <laughs> um, and I'd be like, this is how you play this game, uh, which I think that was like kind of my logic there is like, you need mending to heal stone, you need healing to heal people. If you are both, you therefore need both. Um, but I was kind of, I kind of figured... I was going to Deus Ex into that.
0: <laughs> Wait, you were literally like, relying on on Laura's tough coming in and saving our ass, or just a knight in shining
2: armor. That was
3: going to happen. I one hundred percent was like, she's not going to let us get in another fight. She's not. Well, that's
2: why I tried to do the oh. single combat thing. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm tough. I could probably take him one on one. And she's doing everything not, doing not to let me
3: pick that fight. So I was like, she's either, and I was like, I mean, there's either someone's going to come up and. Defuse this situation, and I'm just going to continue picking at him, or I'm literally going to ask for a Deus Ex Machina, like I'm going to roll religion and say, <laughs> "Give this to me, Lord," but like I, I, because that's how it works. Like that's that story. That was going to happen. That That is yeah.
0: literally deus ex machina. I, was going that, to, I will at
3: some point ask for, and it's part of my skill. Yeah. I get to pray for things. And it's there like, well, if you're this school or that school, you pray for that. No, 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 no. I mean, that's fine. But like at least once in a good tight situation, a cleric should get one deus ex machina. And it should be a pretty, you should roll for it. It should be a pretty fucking good deus ex machina
0: and again it's it's a it's a fresh approach to the game that I I I really appreciate. I think it's I think it's awesome and I think it adds a lot to to our story. Uh, before we get on to Carlton, let's go ahead and take one of these questions in the chat. Carlton, why don't you uh, or or John, why don't you pick one of the ones that we've gotten so far?
2: Yeah. What uh, this is from our friend Lori, uh, Calamity Jane. What is your favorite moment that came from another character in your party?
0: I think I just said mine. So I, I think uh, uh, Bernie standing up to to uh, lesser Lord Amcarthra. I think one
2: of my uh, favorite moments was when our ranger tried to climb a well when his party member in the other room was literally climbing walls.
1: Sometimes you got to RP.
2: It, it, it works, man. It works. Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, let's see. My favorite moment from, from one of you guys. Um, I want to say that Jonathan, like, has sort of stepped up as – the magic sort of stepped up as our sort of – we're sort of a leaderless structure. We're effectively a democracy. But insofar as we have somebody who speaks for us and leads us, I think it's Jonathan. And uh, one of the moments when we were freeing all the people who were pres- prisoners of that cult of Mammon, and uh, how they're all like going back and forth. Finally, he steps on his he he puts his staff down, makes a light glow for him, and he says, "We are not trying to rob you." And he diffuses the whole situation when you know everyone's going in a different direction. We have three very powerful personalities. Actually, all four of us have powerful personalities. The closest thing we have to glue that keeps us together, I think, is John.
0: Oh,
3: I do. Yeah. Agree with that. Yeah, like yeah, ben- he, <laughs>
1: JMM
2: is definitely the uh, the leader. Yeah. If I want if something to
3: happen, I make sure that Jonathan the Magic Muscular agrees with me.
0: <laughs>
3: I, <laughs> yeah. or well, I just and, tell him and it's to funny agree because with me. my
0: my moment that I chose is the one where you didn't agree with me at all and it turns out you were in the right. The the one where you stood up to Lord Enkothra because I wanted to run. And that but that was that was definitely a good example of of you as a, a, as a player and a character standing up and saying, no, this is, this is how it's going to be. The I line like must be
1: drawn here, here, Bernie and no further. Bernie had to
3: do that. She's a healer. Like, I get, like, she doesn't take a lot of shit seriously, but that was it. That, in my head, I was like, she's, her point of, her, part of her worldview has to be that she has to fix people. And she was going to fix them. And she also is like, she's if she's pulling if she can pull bullshit on you like she's not gonna stand for you trying to fucking bullshit her like you're really trying to out bullshit me dude like i know that you're lying like i'm not you can't get away with that and i was like so those were like the like that's like the intersection of the important things in her life <laughs> like fuck this my no my favorite was bear climbs bear climbs the well i was <laughs> like i as a character bernie hates that bear as a human being and like listening to you just like it's like rolling dice has never been so suspenseful and i was just like i don't know if i want this bear to live or die like i just i don't know like the suspense i was like what's gonna happen to the bear dies i was like and i was thinking i was like jack will be crushed if this bear dies like bernie will have to be happy that's gonna suck jack will be crushed and i was just like don't, don't die, don't die, don't die. And then it was just like, it was amazing. It was super suspenseful. I was just like sitting there the whole time. I was like, holy shit. But yeah, don't do that again, man. That's not what you're made for. And truthfully, like neither are bears. Like bears don't climb. I mean, I know they climb things. They climb trees and shit. It's not the same.
1: <laughs> every Everyone has their fire hot moment. That was Course. Had touched and- the stove.
0: <laughs> and and speaking of of doing things of questionable logic and uh and forethought we get to our barbarian and I would say out of all of us the person who has probably played the most D&D in the shortest amount of time John Carlton Tank Sedlak.
2: You all got you all got any more than dice rolls <laughs> uh, So for reference uh, I started playing. My very first game was with Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Uh, the very fir- uh, that first game we did at RTX. Um, and since then I've played locally. I've played uh, Adventures League, which is uh, organized play. I play with you guys. Uh, and I also DM. And so we're recording this on a Monday. This past Friday, I DM'd a game. Saturday, I played for six hours in Adventures League. Sunday, I DM'd a game online, and then Sunday night, I DM'd a game in person. Uh, the Friday one was in person. And then now tonight, I, we were planning on playing, but now we're doing this. So in four days, I've had five games of D&D. So
3: yeah, like I say, y'all of got D&D. any more
2: than dice rolls? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and I,
3: how do you remember it all?
2: I don't know who I am anymore.
0: I feel like it's sort of when I was in like five or six fantasy football leagues, and I couldn't figure out who the fuck I needed to root for in any given game. Like it got to the point, like when I first started, I... I actually had a lot of eagles on my on my roster. So it was very easy to root for the eagles. But then it became like, who the fuck am I rooting for? And, and uh, no, I get that. Because in, in our heyday, we were playing like probably a couple of sessions a week in rotating DMs. So we had a group of four and all of us were running a campaign. So it was just a matter of who was Ready Next was what we played. So yeah. you've you've played a bunch. Has it strictly been 5e, or have you done All other All 5e. E. So the All very first e. time
2: we ever played was 5th edition uh, with you guys, and then I just stuck with 5th because I was like, I've heard things about 4th, but I never got around to it. And I'm like, you know what? 5th edition is the current edition. That's what the organized stuff is. It's easy to learn. I've already done it enough that I don't need them to learn a new rule set and get confused about things, which I don't know if it ever makes it into the audio, but there's definitely been times where I've been a quote-unquote rules lawyer because like we're a homebrew game and so i play so much fifth edition like i know the rules and i'm like wait that's what we're doing oh shit i need to change up how i'm thinking because i'm thinking fifth edition rules and we're not doing that this is homebrew rules and i'm just finding out about this homebrew rule that you have so i need to make sure i don't die
0: right so what what sort of led you to carlton tanks um what 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 appealed to the barbarian the half work all that and and did you have any anything else in mind for that build
2: uh well when we originally like so when we first started this there was that email like hey we have jonathan a wizard uh we have uh at the time sterling uh the archer we need like a fighter type person and we need a cleric and i was like every rpg i've ever played like video game wise i was always the run up and hit things guy You know, I punch away my problems. So I was like, I want to be the punch away my problems guy. And so I was like, I want to do that one. So I think it was originally I was going to be probably human, but I looked at it. I was like, oh, no, let's go half work. They're a little bit hardier. Uh, They can do a bit more. Um, And then I chose the name Carlton Tanks because, you know, I had to be the tank. I had to take all that damage. And then, you know, Carlton Banks, which is Fresh Prince. Uh, I did once or twice do the little dance when I got a critical hit. But that died out real quick, and I'm kind of glad that it did. But I like the name. It's unique.
0: It, like, I love that it's Carlton with a Q and no U. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's so yeah. great. No, um, there's a
2: U. Is there? Q-U-A-R-L-T-O-N. Oh, fuck. I've been spelling it without that U. <laughs> Listen, I have an intelligence of 12. I know how to spell.
3: Your character fits so well.
2: Yeah, I have, uh, I've actually... So for the background stats in 5th edition, you get to choose your background. I'm an Outlander, which is what the book says. Uh, my my later characters, I don't do the recommended builds. I just kind of build them how I want. But at the time with Carlton, I was like, oh, Barbarian, you want to take the recommended background of Outlander. So I rolled all those background traits to figure out, my because it was my very first character. So I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm like, I'm going to make, all right, roll, flaw. You're an alcoholic. Okay, roll, background. You were raised by wolves. Well, fuck. How am I going to work that into a thing? And over time, like, I, I'm constantly just sending Lauren more material about my backstory. Like, when we first started, I gave her about a page. I think now we're up to six or seven pages of Carlton backstory about, like, my time with my... Where I grew up before uh, I was this place. My time growing up with the Wolves. My time in Amphail. My time on the road. All that. And it's just like... And with my backstories... Like, as a DM, I love getting backstories from my players, and so I figured Lauren would love the same. And so I actually, for myself as a player, with my backstory, I was like, oh, this is going to happen this way. And then I come up and I'm like, oh, I know what to do. So I actually gave Lauren a couple open-ended hooks within my own backstory for her to fill in the gaps for me. Like, like, when I found out someone in my family was still alive in a recent episode, or someone in my tribe, I kind of left an open-ended hook, but I didn't know if she would run with that one. There was other ones that she could have ran with, and that way, as a player, I'm still on the edge of my seat, and I still get surprised.
0: No, that's that's very clever, and that's again, that's really something that I that I I don't do, and I, I I feel like this game is probably some of the biggest backstory that I've written so far, and I think it's helped my other characters, like the like my uh, my character in your game, John uh, Flanders, despite being a stupid take on a simpsons character wait
1: don't you mean a stupid sexy take on a simpsons character he is Very actually heavy. as of tonight he his
0: decks increased cuz i made some changes so he is actually stupid dexy flanders
1: <laughs> that's a pun only i could i love. need to
3: tell you that there is a a local um metal group that all dresses like ned flanders I've oh heard my of god
1: that. that's
0: awesome yeah. And that well that's something that I appreciate and I think that's something that that you guys have done really really well. And and again, the the experience is not necessary to play D&D well. I think D&D played well, like Jack was saying, is about storytelling and telling the story of your characters.
2: So Jules, you asked earlier, how can I keep track of all that that I'm doing? So for DMing, I'm DMing three different campaigns. I'm running Prince of the Apocalypse, Storm King's Thunder, and Out of the Abyss. So I never have to worry about remembering which group did what because they're completely different storylines. Um, and so, and I just keep copious amounts of notes. Like this is the notebook for this group. This is the one for this one. This is the one for that one. And then as a player, I have I have a binder full of characters uh, for Adventurers League. But the two that I have the most are my hardcover or ones, which is uh, the one I'm running in Storm King Thunder in, in Adventurers League, like he has a good backstory, and Carlton, because it's a different type of game. It's not just a one shot like a lot of Adventurers League is. So, a lot of my characters, I kind of have just the basics of their backstory. But uh, for Carlton and my rogue, uh, Eric Stormwind, I have Carlton, I have six pages. Eric, I only have like a page or two, but I keep adding more to that as well for my DM because we're about to go to my hometown.
3: Damn.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Lots of notes and keeping things separate.
0: You say all that, I actually had to abandon, I, I mentioned my local friends and I, we each run a campaign, I have to abandon my campaign that I was running, because I I haven't run a session in like a year and a half, two years, and I literally don't remember where they are. Like, I cannot find my notes on Google Docs, I, I've been through a couple of computers since then, I don't know where the fuck they are. So I am actually going to run them through a free adventure in 5th edition, so we will be our first local fifth edition campaign and we're gonna start them at level one and it's a it's a refreshing change because our other characters are pretty high level we have a 15th level campaign and a 16th level campaign oh wow. so, so but this is good because it lets them learn uh 5e so i'm really looking forward to that
2: yeah the highest two i have are eight and i have two eight level, level eight characters And then Carlton's level five the rest are tier one which is one to four
0: right and yeah we're all we're all level five now and i think it's a decent level we've got a bunch of stuff to do where we've already gotten into what makes our characters cool. It, yeah. it, it's good. Uh, Jules, you've gotten a couple of questions here. Why don't you go ahead and read one of the ones that uh, that you've gotten?
3: All right. So Hanif wants to know if there is uh, table insurance for the tavern brawls. Have we had tavern brawls?
0: We, we haven't been in a tavern brawl, but uh, yes, one of us...
3: Sort of. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember I it. almost died. Okay. Jonathan Ball. the Magic right. oh,
0: doesn't we remember were. like half of it. Yeah. You
2: were you blacked out for most of it. I,
0: yeah. I, I I went
2: down. Whoops. A little bit. That's when we had the discussion about saving throws. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was I he th- was so fine. It, and that you wasn't until I listened fine. to the episode. Like that was weeks later when I when I actually did listen to the episode, I'm like, oh my god, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Okay, alright, huddle. Huddle Huddle. Yeah. Huddle yeah, it's a yeah, prime I'm example
1: talking.
3: of us I learning knew. how to play the time. I was gonna be you. Know, yeah. You. Yeah. you guys totally underestimate. Like I have to make judgment calls, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I have a chart. Of a fucking chart every time that I keep track. Every time you lose health, I make – I have to keep track of who I'm going to heal and, like, when I'm going to heal you and how is that going to affect shit. So, yeah, you fell down. It was fine.
0: <laughs> so, okay. So, alive. Jules, you say that. You say that and I am playing a cleric in our good friend uh, Goober's camp- Pathfinder campaign that is hard shit to try and remember everything because I'm I'm trying to do that and in the grand tradition of playing D&D while drunk, it is very hard to keep track of everyone's health, especially in a group of people I just met. Even that night when I was
3: so drunk, so drunk, I still wrote down notes. Now, I will admit that could not read a majority of those notes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> However, I still kept track in my chart, and I can read those, so you get a chart and you make a bar, and one of the bars is everyone's name, and one of the bars is their 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 actual top health, and then you just subtract and then when you and then you add every time you heal them, it's like being an accountant for death <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I guess to address Anif's question directly, is there table or insurance for the tavern brawls? Uh you'd have to ask the the, the tavern owners. I think we'll bring that up with Dorvin next time. Um I don't know
3: is it would it be table it would it be would it be under like your your general insurance policy as a business owner?
0: I think that falls under general liability. Is that yeah. a, is that a viable market? I feel like tavern brawls happen enough. It's where you that's just not a thing. Like you can't get Insurance for your tavern that same way. It's sort of like earthquake insurance in in Southern California.
3: No, I would think that it would be like you would get it because it would just be an assumed part. Now you would have to pay extra because of it, but you'd get it. Like it's like, it's it's like, like an fl- additional, it's an like it's like your general homeowners insurance won't cover it. But if you live in a floodplain, you buy flood insurance.
0: So. Um, moving on. <laughs> there, there you go, Hanif. Sorry. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you t- bring that question up live, uh, at RTX 2017, uh, if and when we do have a, uh, Glipshark slash Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks panel. Uh, real quick, I wanted to, uh, there's a correction. We did get a question from, uh, someone we've mentioned, our good friend Izzy, and she had asked, it's sort of as a counterpoint to Goober's favorite moment, uh, question. That was uh, Lori's of the party. favorite moment. That was, oh, was Lori's favorite moment. Um, uh, Izzy's version was, uh, what is the stupidest moment from another character's a party? And then I got a clarification. I should have worded my question. What is the stupidest moment from another character in your party? And why is it when Jonathan the Muscular put Carlton to sleep?
1: <laughs> Very good. Um, oh, good. I
2: thought it was going to be all about I, me shoving an opal up my ass.
1: Yeah, that dude, that, that's, that's my, my pick. For, uh, that's your that pick? Was, okay. That was not smart. That was dumb, but that was in character, so bravo. Hey, hey,
2: the only pocket I had at the time was nature's, nature's pocket.
3: pocket. <laughs> no, Jonathan was like, you were so fucking intent on using sleep for, like, months. It was the one thing you wanted to use. And I was just, like, sitting here, I'm like, I don't play a lot of D&D, so I'm not going to say anything, but I am convinced this is not how you think it works. And then finally you use it, and I'm like... <laughs> Yep, I was right. Cause Carlton you explained. Takes nap. <laughs> you like lit, went through the spell and I was like sitting here and I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> this is gonna be bad, 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 bad. So, and then it was. And I was there's like, also well, a time,
2: there's also the time that uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular burned off Carlton's eyebrows.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, there's that.
0: <laughs> to to be fair, to be fair. With the burning, Jonathan the muscular is a third level and an evoker, so he can sculpt spells. So he sculpts his fireballs around his allies, and but unfortunately, he still blasts innocent uh, caravanners' wagons. <clears throat> but uh, with oh, sleep...
3: also that, also like pew pew, everyone's like throwing fireballs in a forest, and I'm just like, mm, L-
0: listen, all right, I I caught hell <laughs> from from certain members of our fandom for that one too. So, uh, but uh, so my. Th- my thinking was at that time. So the way sleep works is that it goes from from uh, highest hit points to lowest, and then affects that those number of hit points, and then puts those people to sleep. Lowest to so qu- highest. Lowest to highest. So if a if a creature has too many hit points, it just doesn't get affected. I thought that the creatures we were fighting were more hurt than than they actually were and so i had assumed that they would go to sleep before the spell got to carlton unfortunately i feel like i was a little misled as to the health of our opponents and so it zipped past them and was like oh here's a target and there's just (laughs) enough hip die to affect him zonk. <sighs> and it happened to be our rage, raging barbarian. Not just a barbarian, but in the middle of a rage. And guess what sleep does to a rage? Takes it away. <laughs> I'm proud, yeah. of
3: you. proud of you. I keep
0: referring to myself as a ver- veteran D&D player. But, and yet um, here
3: we are.
0: Yet here <laughs> we are. Uh, Jack, why don't you go ahead and uh and pick another question from one of our one of our awesome listeners here.
1: Ooh, the listener bucket. Let's see here. Doo, 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 sh- doo, doo. Ooh. What is your favorite magical item? Oh. Well, I'm gonna put that out to the uh well, I guess I should say. I mean, I don't have a lot of magical items at this point, but I would say my magical quiver with unlimited arrows and breadsticks. You know, I should just say unlimited breadsticks
3: whenever I use it. Oh, okay. my gosh. Can you <laughs> that thing is Can you unlimited breadsticks, too? I bet if we put... Okay, so let's not tell Lauren, even though she's editing this.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
2: Lauren, stop listening for a second. Go so, back in like two also, minutes, Lauren. Yeah. Skip ahead five in minutes. In the
3: podcast, <laughs> we're going to find a place that serves breadsticks. And we're gonna put them in your quiver, and we're gonna make unlimited breadsticks, and we will and if never if, go hungry again. And um, if that
2: works, we'll add soup and salad to that as well. I am no, the so soup
3: would make the breadsticks mushy. I uh, like,
2: that's
1: the, true.
3: yeah.
0: We Let's, ain't going hungry.
1: Bread, unlimited breadsticks is enough. I'm not greedy, so yeah, I'm I'm totally down to do that. I don't mind summoning bread. How about you guys? Can Favorite you magical item? Bread? Oh wait, but I mean, does that be one that you have, or because? If it's overall, I mean my favorite magical item has gotta be that jar. <laughs> I was jug. gonna say the, the jar. That was my pick. In this
2: game, in this game, my favorite magic item that I have is the Alchemy Jug. Uh, out of any of my characters, I really love my Ring of Water Walking that I have on my pirate. So basically, like we were in my last session, we had to fight 19 frost giants and we lived. But we were on a pier, and so as soon as they got the land, I just ran out onto the water and just started picking them off from the water where they couldn't get me. I was basically Pirate Jesus. It was (laughs) great. (laughs) But as a DM, I think the favorite... One of my favorite items I've given out to one of my players, uh, other than the alchemy jug, to one of my alcoholics, is I gave out an elemental gem. So that way... Mm. uh, they, They were playing Out of the Abyss, and when you start that campaign, you have to break out of prison. So for... Three or four sessions, they're traveling with a goddamn army. Essentially, I had, there's seven players, so I basically had 14 PCs in combat at all times. So they kind of just railroaded anything I threw at them. So I gave them an elemental gem, and I threw that, I threw a giant at them, and just wiped out a bunch of NPCs, so that way I could actually have a campaign. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Get Having third-level characters have a elemental gem so that they could take down a giant.
1: Yeah, Which I they think, didn't uh, even use.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the Aquaman Jug is definitely my favorite one in this. My favorite one that my party has ever had, there was a an item called a – it was like a portable fortress. And so it was like a, a little oh, cube.
2: Oh, Darren's, uh, Darren's Instantaneous
0: Fortress. Something like that, yeah. It was a little cube, and if you did this, the activation word, it would expand into a 20 by 20 by 20 parapet. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would push anything that was in its space out of the way. We actually, in the final battle of one of our campaigns, we were fighting against Formians, which are essentially ants, uh outsider ants. And so a bunch of them were rushing us. Our ranger takes it, activates it in the middle of the group, and dead ants. Dead ants, dead yeah, ants, dead ants, dead <laughs> ants.
2: For those of you listening, not only does it push him, it does 10 d10 bludgeoning damage to a creature it that it lands on. It was brutal.
0: And then it, I think that we were fighting a Wizard of the Seven Veils or something like that. It was some wicked prestige class, and he disenchanted it. Uh, oh. And then that party wiped. Ugh. Yeah, it was brutal. And then, so currently my favorite magic item is something that my 16th level fighter it has. It's anklets. It's just anklets. They're like a level 3 item. But if he clicks the anklets as a minor action, he gets... He can re-roll his athletics or acrobatics checks if they're... If he rolls lower than a 5. And so nice. he just keeps rolling until he gets it right. And it, is, it has allowed him to do some <laughs> truly ridiculous shit without going into too much detail. But yeah, def- definitely that. And kind of ac- Kind of relating to that, our good friend Carly has asked, have you made a chicken salad with all that mayo and apples?
3: No, because you want to know why? We haven't really encountered any chickens. We can oh, put sorry, chickens yeah. in your... Well, yeah. We're I not making actually...
0: a Soria salad. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. I do I do recall I did tell that Calling chicken that we knew it was oh, a talking God, chicken. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever done. If we're gonna own up to shit,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that time, racism I, I against was like Eric telling Oprah. the
3: dragon he should give all his cult members masks that looks like his face, and everybody interpreted it as me saying we should skin him and make a mask. And then I told him <laughs> that we had a friend who was a singing chicken, and I put her life in danger. I yeah. also,
2: I also love that how every time the phone rings while we're recording. Uh, Lauren's like, oh, it's Thontorvac calling with his sending stones and starts going into the voice.
1: I know. Have you found any of the Thalatier instruments yet? <laughs> no. no. Keep me apprised.
0: I, oh god, I think that's something that we can geek out about Uh, here for a little bit. The voices. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, Lauren makes the best voices.
3: Yeah. She doesn't like crack either. That's what I love. No, no. I make a voice and there'll be like giggles in about two seconds. I think it. my favorite one
0: is obviously God number two. Tim.
3: God no, no, number Tim. <laughs> I thought he was
0: number God three. God number
1: Tim is the best.
3: That
2: guy even
0: do that. is
1: an asshole. I like the guy god. what was turned to stone and then had his arm put back on. Oh my <laughs> god, like that master. was really <laughs> good. good. That
3: was so good. And
2: I gotta give her props because it's fucking hard to do. Like, I try to do voices for my players and there had been, like, one time I was trying to switch between two back and forth and I, like, ended up, like, bleeding into, like, bleeding them into each other and then caught myself and I fix it. And then there was another time where it had been a few weeks since I played with my players and I was trying to remember my goblin voice and it took me, like... I was like, nope, nope, no. Is this it? Nope. And it took me like three or four like lines of dialogue before I finally got the voice right because I had forgotten what I used for goblins.
3: That was like my favorite part of like when I got to go with our little like cobalts was like her. Hail damn it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like Hail too like I was just wanted to do that over and over again just to hear her go. Hail damn it. It was just so good. I was like, Yes, this is the best. Everyone oh, God,
0: that, that was... God. that. I think, personally, that is one of the highlights of, a, of the entire series.
2: Yeah. Is, Shit, we peaked
0: early? <laughs> 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 well, it was... We peaked in high school. I loved it because mm-hmm. it was a team effort. Like, the idea to go door-to-door, then the idea to act like we were we were uh, coming from the local insane asylum and collecting it. I love that. Those came from different places and that was fantastic.
3: I really liked that you, like, kind of just spontaneously decided to tell them I was this crazy lady. (laughs) It just didn't, like, miss a beat. I was just like, and I was like, you know what? Fuck, I'm just going to roll with it because if she's crazy, she doesn't know she's crazy. She's cool. (laughs) It was also, like, I like how Lauren, like, legitimately made that situation have so much tension because
1: i was Mm -hmm. sitting there i was like
3: i have to like she from that from that point on the way she made me decide is like that affected like how i decided to play things because my point of view is like yeah like you're supposed to roll it's dungeons and dragons like you should i should maybe perhaps be able to roll and be like yes i convinced them but my point of view is like if i can personally make up a good lie my character should get credit for that really good lie, right? Like there, like there should be a bonus to your own personal creativity, and that is like, and I was like, so this better fucking work. Like that's my opinion. Like if the if the lie is good enough, you should forgive me the role.
1: Well, I think Lauren we call that allows the rule of that. Cool. Yeah, Lauren allows that to an extent, but like. I think the dice roll has to allow for it. Otherwise, I mean, we've got some slick-talking, smooth-talking mofos yeah. in this group.
2: And as a DM, you can only get away with that so much before, if you allow it too much, it breaks your game.
3: Yeah, that's true. And it's true. like,
2: I need you to roll for this because your roll will determine how things will happen. And if you just I mean, I let you get away with everything, it just breaks everything.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I like that Like sometimes the lie is really good and the roll is really bad. Like, that's pretty great.
2: Right, but it's like, oh, yeah, you say this elaborate lie, and your character is like, oh, I definitely believe it. And the cultists are looking at you like, is she
3: fucking kidding me? Is she, she kidding me with this shit?
1: Oh, by the way, the question that I asked was from Goober. I wanted to credit accredit that properly. I'm not any kind of plagiarist of <laughs> questions.
0: Well, I think we have uh, one more question, I, and and this will probably be it, because uh, we're going on for about uh, – wow, we got on for about an hour. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yay!
2: Um,
0: Take that, Lauren. We don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is from Lori, and she asks, what is your favorite skill that, most, that you think most people underutilize? Mm. That's good.
3: Wait, favorite skill like my character has or that the other people have?
0: Uh, Sure. Either one, I would say. I'm, I'm going to say that, that this is something that I personally underutilize as a wizard. Uh, it's utility spells. It's things like feather fall. And spider climb and, and all those neat little wizard, wizard tricks that make wizards awesome. They get tons and tons of spells and they ought to be able to diversify. They ought to be able to, to be the Swiss army knife slash Batman of the group. And I think that's something that I, that I don't utilize enough because I'm, well, I like blasting things.
2: You're, you're a blasty
0: wizard.
1: I'm a black.
3: Wizard. wizard. Uh, only you can prevent wizard fire.
1: I'm going to say my Hail of Thorns. That's a ca- spell I haven't cast in in quite a bit, especially with the uh, Cordon of Arrows, which is kind of like, you know, superior in, in some ways since it's a level two spell. But I feel like Travacore's gotten away from that a bit. He's all arrows and all business. I want to definitely, when we find a, uh, maybe we finish our business in, in, uh, in Amphail. I want to pick up that uh, that foil, that, uh, that EP, EP. Do a little sword fighting like like Nightcrawler. Oh, rapier! Yeah, that that's the word.
2: Gotcha. I was like, well, what? Uh, the Whoa. finesse weapon, so that you get to use your decks.
1: Got it. I want to call yeah. it Finessa. Finessa Huxtable.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh my I, god! I, <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. it. I, uh, if you if you all ever listen to Harmon Quest, I think one of my favorite things name was the his name's his rapier Wana, and it's wanna stab a
0: dude. <laughs> so in um, I still love in- Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. Uh, oh my god, I, so, I think that some people, what they don't utilize enough, and I am definitely guilty of this too, because I've also used spiritual weapon as a cleric, I don't come up with nearly the same sort of creative things that, that your spiritual weapon, uh, does. In particular, the frog gigging stick. <laughs>
2: I had a player at my table who listens to our g- games, and he's a cleric, and he casts Spiritual Web, and he looked at me, and he's like, it's not ven- Vagina Dentata.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I follow this woman who makes, this is really off, no, it's not, I'm considering, I found a ring that is a Vagina Dentata ring. <laughs> It is literally. I have to find. I just started. So like she, I somebody I know follows her on Instagram, and she just makes these little like really pretty vagina rings. And then like for the like whole, she just decided to make some with teeth. And I was like, I really think I need this. (laughs) Are you
0: disturbed by my vaginal art?
3: No, they're so pretty. (laughs) She makes necklaces that look like uteruses. Okay. so I moving on, Carl- I totally yeah. underutilized my healing spells. Been working on that.
2: I'm trying to think what Carlton underutilizes. Like I would say probably like charisma type things, but Carlton tries to do it, and he thinks he's good at it, but he's not. But he's not. But that's the thing is he's not smart enough to realize he's bad at it. Like Everybody has a role. Carlton thinks that's part of his role.
3: <laughs> I do like that about Carlton. That's Yeah.
2: I can talk this guy down. Carlton, shut the fuck up. No, 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 it's fine. Carlton, shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> I think uh I think one one thing we can do to kind of wrap this up is to start from the beginning with the first question that we got. Oh my. Oh
3: my. Oh, see, oh, wow.
2: see? Yep. we just looked at the then Yep. Rings. They that's have that,
3: little that's teeth. what those are. They have little teeth. I'm totally going to buy one. I can't wear so... it in public, but whatever. <laughs>
0: Laurie asked, uh, did you pick one person to try and be the face of the group, and did that role shift to someone surprising? And we talked about it earlier. We talked about how, um, and this is extremely flattering, that you guys feel like Jonathan the Magimuscular Muscular is in that role. And that's. When I came up with Jonathan the Magic Muscular, that was not the intent. Uh, I knew that I wanted to play a spellcaster in this group because spellcasters tend to be the the hardest characters to play, especially in things that aren't fourth edition. And I and I think that's one of the reasons why I was very happy that Jack, you took a ranger, and Carlton at at that time, you didn't have a whole lot of experience, you took a barbarian. But Jules dove in gnome feet first and took a cleric and and has played the shit out of it. But um it wasn't i I honestly when I built Jonathan the Muscular, he was kind of a stupid joke because he rolled really, really well on his stats and just happened to have a very big strength.
2: Speaking of rolling well on your stats, I rolled really well on my stats, and I actually asked Lauren early on, I'm like, hey, can I, like, make one of my stats worse? <laughs> like, I actually I asked if I can make my intelligence, because my intelligence is a 12, which is a plus one modifier. I asked, can I take an eight so I would get a negative one so I could be even stupider? And she's like, no. She wouldn't let me be stupider. <laughs> she's like, that's your character. I was like, okay. I know enough to read and write and be pompous enough to do what I want uh, and have a conversation and recall some things, but I'm just not a complete buffoon. But I still play him like that sometimes.
3: I like that you play him as a, like a buffoon. It's he's, been like like a,
2: like... he's a big, lovable teddy bear who gets angry.
3: It's been, like, really, like, off-putting to see you so, like, it like, with your family, so, like, calm, cool, collected, and, like, I know what's up. And you're just like, but do you? Like.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so I- you were talking about, like, once you go drow, you go blank. I was trying, and I couldn't think of one, was after, like, because I had relations with Kara as when I was younger, and now she bats for the other team. I was trying to think of something, like, once you go orc, you no longer want the pork? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was a
2: uh so I didn't go with it. But now but it's in here.
0: I I feel like like I I love playing Wizards. I've I this is probably my fourth or fifth wizard I've played and and he's probably my favorite. Just because like with other wizards like I think we I've I've had ones that are definitely more mechanically powerful, but Come on. I mean, Jonathan the Magic, muscular. And, and I, I kind of have gotten away from the whole wrestling tropes like that. Initially, Jack, you remember from the first live game we did, uh, with, with Dave and Izzy, he was all about like, that's how he cast spells was that he would like point and, and
1: stuff like that. You were like half ultimate warrior, half power ranger.
0: Yeah. And yeah. that's definitely what I was going for. And I think, I, I think, uh, Laurie was asking what people underutilize. I think, I have to find a way to get back to that sort of big personality, blowhard that I originally envisioned Jonathan the Mad Muscular to be. Uh, I know I've, I've tried to talk to talk to him as third person as much as I could because I feel that's that's kind of a bro move. But I think we're gonna we might see some more uh, some more wrestling flexes in the future, especially at live games.
3: Hmm. Nice.
2: I also love how Carlton has every his a buddy for everybody. So it's Bow Buddy, Bear Buddy, Buff Buddy, Little Buddy.
1: <laughs> Bo
2: little buddy. buddy.
3: I just like how like it seems like you let the fact that you have muscles make you think that you're kind of a tank.
0: Oh and no, like, that yeah. ship! That <laughs> ship has fucking sailed.
3: <laughs> just, like, you do this all the time. I'm, like, what are you doing? You don't have armor. You wear a robe. He has Mage Armor, I, and that is actually yes, one thing that- Yes, but only if you um, cast it.
0: It's so only <laughs> if I cast it, and I, I did not realize that shield was a thing. So also, I Jonathan the Muscular does not have a background. Good job. Yeah, uh, good job, so guy. we might have to, we might be, he might all of a sudden get some skills and stuff that he was maybe missing previously. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because I'm smart. <laughs> it's but, not like we've
1: been playing with these characters for over a year. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I should probably yeah. get around to that. Dude,
3: even Travancore has a background,
1: <laughs> and I am like procrastinator I have... 101
3: I know. I what's, love uh, Travancore's background. background. I didn't know all those things. That was so cool.
1: Mechanically, what's uh, what's Travencore's background? Is it Outlander as well? Uh no, he's a uh... oh background. I-, I thought you were talking about class. He's noble.
2: Noble. Okay. Oh yeah, that
3: makes he sense. You said Outlander. Yeah. I was like, wait, hold on.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that's one thing I'm an out- we don't. Carlton's an Outlander. I was gonna say that is one thing I do underutilize and I did pull it up once or twice, but as an Outlander, I can find a small game and food to eat while we're like traveling in the forest.
1: Yeah. That's and, pretty and cool. It's like, I think
2: I've only used it once out of the entire year we've been playing.
0: Yeah, and I think you used it to provide a treat for Bucks when yeah. you when you had him scouting for you that night.
1: Yeah. He was my owl buddy. I think once I uh, I was underutilizing underutilizing just about everything, and then once I switched to to the unearthed arcana um kind of model like I under had a better grasp of what everything I could do, and I just started like sort of stretch, spread my wings, so to speak. And it's really cool, like the way it works. I mean, the trade off is I, you know, I love that I get a separate action from Shadow now. I get independent thing. The, missing the multi attack kind of hurts a little bit, but I functionally both me and Shadow are able to attack, so that helps.
0: Well, guys, I think this has been this has been a really good little. Uh, ask the pl- or party with the players as party he said it was going to be. Party right. with the over players. Here. Now party enablers, go there. home. We have to clean up the Put house before Dungeon in Mom air. comes Should back.
3: D and D when you're feeling something.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> have to get everything back in order
3: before
2: yeah.
0: Dungeon Mom gets back. yeah. yeah. Yep. Dungeon Mom's going to know we had a party. Go away, enablers. Go
3: away. Oh, you man. guys know that <laughs> when my mom was in high school, her parents went away, and she threw a party at her house. And instead of cleaning all the beer cans up, she lived on the bank of a river and they just tossed them over the riverbank. And it's like super steep. And she thought that would work. And my grandma got home and my my mom climbed down the riverbank and picked up every single beer can.
2: That's what she gets for littering.
3: <laughs> littering. Yeah. So don't Give toss your cans down the riverbank, y'all. That's a really West Virginia story. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, Smokey the Bear and McGrath the Crime Dog are going to gang up and beat you up.
3: And my dead grandmother who yeah, was very unhappy
1: the uh, the unholy trifecta
3: okay so folk hero
0: i think for jonathan the Magimuscular's muscular's background i think i think by now
2: <laughs> yeah cuz you'll get us free room and board
3: folk hero would be is that like a real thing i missed all this shit i was just like bernie has this and i was like oh i could have had things that like helped
0: yep folk hero you come from a humble social rank but you are destined for so much more already the people from your whole village regard you as their champion and destiny calls you against the tyrants and monsters that threaten common folk everywhere
3: oh shit i have your backstory before you had, like, a wand or a weapon to channel your magic, something came to your town and you flexed your muscles and magic came out.
1: <laughs> or he threw four touchdowns at one game at Polk Magic Academy.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, all <also> that.
0: <laughs> Listen, he may have been a star at Portal Ball at the uh, Neverwinter Academy for, for Magic uh, Arts. I'm not saying
2: I want us to do, like, after Carlton's thing wraps up, like, season three, we go to... Uh, Perconum, and we have, like, half a sea adventure. You know, I kind of, like, now that, like, season two is kind of Carlton story, I want to do a season where it's, like, a Travancore story, a Jonathan story, a Bernie story. Like, I want us to just, like, go take the enablers on this ride with us as we explore our characters, because I think that is
1: amazing.
3: I feel like Bernie would not want that.
1: (laughs) If we end up doing a sea voyage, we have to travel with a charming, talking rat. No bones about it. Has to happen. That's a like deal breaker. Fivel, no man, Reaper cheap. Oh. Uh, oh, you reap it cheap. Yes, Reaper cheap is a badass.
3: All I could think about was Fivel going west.
2: Yeah, no. I one that's of my somewhere favorite. Somewhere out, out there. there. Oh
0: god! All <laughs> that's
2: right. supposed to be do without getting sued. Add it sounds together. like
0: <laughs> that. That's not a thing. <laughs> that is. Uh, it is totally, totally like. What is it? What's the word? Uh, arbitrary. Arbitrary. I was thinking a words. Arbitrary. Aplicate, but guys, nothing. thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, we will be back with more episodes next week. And until then, this is this is the heralds of greenest saying. What do
3: we, we say? We don't have a catchphrase. Eat them up. Get the
0: fuck out, enablers. Get the fuck out. Get the, get the fuck out.
3: <laughs> go home. You're we drunk. love you,
2: but go, you don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Go
3: Actually, home. you should go home. But don't drink and drive, children. It's Monday
1: the longest send-off ever. Bye!
0: Thanks for listening to Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks. Follow us on Twitter
1: at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com, and see you next encounter!